this despite having virtually no child poverty. And there was Canada, careening up from mediocrity to the heights of Japan. If education was a function of culture, could culture change that dramatically? That fast? Worldwide, children's skills rose and fell in mysterious and hopeful ways, sometimes over short periods of time. The mystery I'd noticed in Washington, D.C. got far more interesting when viewed from outer space. The vast majority of countries did not manage to educate all their kids to high levels, not even all of their better-off kids. Compared to most countries, the United States was typical, not much better, nor much worse. But in a small number of countries, really just a handful of eclectic nations, something incredible was happening. Virtually all kids were learning critical thinking skills in math, science, and reading. They weren't just memorizing facts. They were learning to solve problems and adapt. That is to say, they were training to survive in the modern economy. How to explain it? American kids were better off, on average, than the typical child in Japan, New Zealand, or South Korea. Yet they knew far less math than those children. Our most privileged teenagers had highly educated parents and attended the richest schools in the world, yet they ranked 18th in math compared to their privileged peers around the world, scoring well below affluent kids in New Zealand, Belgium, France, and Korea, among other places. The typical child in Beverly Hills performed below average compared to all kids in Canada, not some other distant land, Canada. A great education by the standards of suburban America looked, from afar, exceedingly average. At first I told myself to resist the hype. Did it really matter if we ranked number one in the world in education outcomes, or even number ten? Our elementary students did fine on international tests, thank you very much, especially in reading. The problems arose in math and science, and they became most obvious when our kids grew into teenagers. That's when American students scored 26th on a test of critical thinking in math, below average for the developed world. But so what? Our teenagers had performed at or below average on international tests for as long as anyone had been counting. It had not mattered much to our economy so far. Why should it matter in the future? The United States was a big, diverse country. We had other advantages that overwhelmed our K-12 mediocrity, right? We still had world-class research universities, and we continued to invest more in research and development than any other nation. It was easier to start a business here than in most places on Earth. The values of hard work and self-sufficiency coursed like electricity through the United States, just as they always had. But everywhere I went as a reporter, I saw reminders that the world had changed. The 2,300 days that our kids spent in school before high school graduation mattered more than ever before. In Oklahoma, the CEO of the company that makes McDonald's apple pies told me she had trouble finding enough Americans to handle modern factory jobs. During a recession, the days of rolling out dough and packing pies in boxes were over. She needed people who could read, solve problems, and communicate what had happened on their shift, 
and there weren't enough of them coming out of Oklahoma's high schools and community colleges. The head of Manpower, a staffing and recruiting firm with offices in 82 countries, said one of the hardest jobs to fill anywhere was the sales job. Once upon a time, a salesperson had to have thick skin and a good golf game. Over the years, however, products and financial markets had become wildly more complex, and information had become available to everyone, including the customer. Relationships were no longer everything. To succeed, salespeople had to understand the increasingly sophisticated and customizable products they were selling almost as well as the engineers who worked on them. Rather suddenly, academic mediocrity had become a heavier legacy to bear. Without a high school diploma, you couldn't work as a garbage collector in New York City. You couldn't join the Air Force. Yet a quarter of our kids still walked out of high school and never came back. Not long ago.